Welcome to Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is episode number 25 on season three for the group. And this is the songs episode only. Today yep. is May 12th, 2022. How are you doing, Andy? I am good. Kind of fighting the storm here tonight. So Got some bad weather moving in here to Western Carver County, but uh, we got a good good episode here for music. Have you got anything to start us off with? Andy? Well, just a little thing we're to say is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, is we haven't really ripped on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we haven't been the biggest fans of it either. It is what it is. It's there for a reason. Um, it's got its good points, its bad points. But uh, they just had the recent inductions, so this episode is based on the recent inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not here to argue if they should or shouldn't be in, just to introduce to you who's who's in, I guess, for lack of better words. Nice. And uh, we'll start off that list. Um, we may have missed a few people because they do adopt a lot of other side categories. We're just kind of hit the high points here. Just the main ones. It, <clears throat> names we've all kind of recognized. Um, and, and some names are going to go, wow, they weren't that already. And some names are going to go, what the hell are they doing in there? But that's for you to decide, not us. Where it's going to go from there. True. Uh, first one off the top of the list, uh, Pat Benatar. She finally made it in. Her and her husband, Neil Gerardo, they made it in. Congrats. Um, Duran Duran made it in. Uh, not my words. I'm reading off script. Not my words. Hip-hop heavyweight Eminem. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Um, Since pop duo The Arrhythmics, which I think is a very deserving one. I'm a big Arrhythmics guy. So. Okay. Um, country legend Dolly Parton. Who kind of bucked wanting to go in for a while, and Dolly's not one to to stir stir the pot. So I think she finally said, "Fine, you want me in, whatever," and kind of left it at that. Hopefully, open the door to other country artists who have been influenced to make it in. Uh, Lotto Richie, no surprise, wasn't in already, and <clears throat> Carly Simon is in, and now as uh. Award for their music excellence category. So if it's like a miscongeniality or whatever y'all call it, but uh, local favorites and also Carver County residents, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis made it in. And finally, Judas Priest. Nice. Priest finally. <clears throat> they kind of made it in the back door. And then there's kind of like, we're in great. Thank you. They're not going to argue it. But like we've said in here before since day one. We talked about Juice Priest's British Steel album. God, was that album. Priest has done so much. They still do it. Da, 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 da. Rob Halford's still always out there pushing heavy metal music with his cat sweaters on all the time on Instagram. Priest made it in. Five. I would have loved to see him make it in for their music and their sales and everything else. But they made it in this way. And I think they're happy with that. They'll take it. You know. It's 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 interesting. They've been, you know, for how many years? That's the big argument. Every year the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations come out and the folks for Heavy Metal say, you know, when is Judas Priest going to finally get on there? And, and, and now they, they finally the, did, but not because of their music, but because of their influence on other bands, right? Yeah, award for Music Excellence, which is sometimes called the Sideman category. They're the second band to get in there. And this is what, this is the part that bothers me now, how they're being compared to this as a side band the other band to receive this award the e street band also known as bruce springsteen and the e street band so his band made it not bruce but his band made it and you're putting juice priest in that same category 
Yeah, that <clears throat> that to me is no show for another day. That kind of bothers me how you know they consider oh you're the backup. Well, who's the lead then? It was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. So you're saying Rob Halford's not in, but Juice Priest is, or all of Juice Priest? It's got to be all of them, of course, because the way they listed it. But groups like Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band, um, Bruce Hornsby and the Range, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You're just kind of like a, okay, I got kind of an ego. We're going to use my name, but you guys are cool too. George Thorogood. <clears throat> and the Delaware Destroyers. Um, you know, <clears throat> don't want to give them ideas, but pretty soon it might be Paul, Gene, and Kiss, but you never know. Um, they, they've always stayed together. They could have very well separated that, and they did. They kept it as a band name. And when Kiss went in, they went in with the original four, which is, I don't know, that's kind of where they got their name and popularity from. I had no problem with just the four going in. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish, and they did acknowledge the other band members. That's kind of wish they would let them come up for a to-do. I think they would have if Kiss would have performed. They would have had Bruce Kulik, uh, Tommy Thayer there, all those guys come up. Maybe if any events had come up for a big jam at the end, that would have been cool. Mark St. John? No, he died. Uh, he passed away, yes. They could have done a virtual hologram thing for him. That would be kind of neat. Yeah, but they, they invite those guys to show up for the big uh, they have a big jam at the end of the Hall of Fame. At least if those guys come performing that, that would have been kind of neat. Yeah, it is an interesting concept with most Hall of Fames are individual players. Right. individual athletes and so when you get into this that's part of the problem here with this is and not that it's a big problem but they're going to run into this all the time people come in and out of the bands the band gets in they have side bands they've got yeah and, and like we said before, guys those some guys are in there multiple times yes Clapton, he's in there with cream he's in there you know other multiple times so it was Derek and the dominoes and then the solo and it's the uh, kind of the nature of the wings Paul McCartney and Wings and the Beatles are in there. So, you know, there is multiple, multiple uh, entrants. Uh, but congratulations to those guys who made it in. <clears throat> I said, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, I'm glad they're in there. That was one of those, it's like, oh, they're not in yet? You know, <clears throat> to me. Correct. But, uh, the Rhythmics finally make it in. That, that made me happy. Pat Benatar, big Pat Benatar fan. She kind of opened the door to... To, to women in rock, you know. So that was kind of exciting. But one band in particular is our album of the week, sir. Now, this week we've got an album of the week here. I'm going to get my notes. It's Duran Duran. I've never covered a Duran Duran yet, but no, that's not it. That's not the one. <laughs> What are we doing? Screen shares up here. <laughs> wow. It's uh okay. We got technical difficulties. I got the fi- uh, file right here. Because they hit the video file, that could have been an issue. <laughs> All right, it's Duran Duran, um, and what it is is real. So y'all remember the uh, album Rio? It's the second studio album. We're going to try this again. Do you feel lucky? <laughs> there it is. All right. That's the one we're looking for. Duran Duran. Whew. Rio. <clears throat> second album by English band Duran Duran released 1982. 
reached number two in the UK and number one in Australia and Canada, produced several worldwide hit singles, including the title track, Hungry Like the Wolf, and Save a Prayer. Now, this was released, the album's 42 minutes, 38 minutes, 38 seconds long, 1982, uh, like, like we said earlier. And they released those, those big hits, big, uh, big songs. And they really became known later on after they got out as known as a dance. And they're known for their dance tracks in dance clubs and their, and their beats versus their music. Um, Rio has been acclaimed as one of the greatest album covers of all time. So the album cover you're looking at right there, um, they had some good artwork done there back when they did that. But that's a very recognizable album color. Uh, art, art, artist work done by Patrick Nagel. Now, the question I was going to get on to next, they wanted to have Rio. John Taylor, the bassist, takes credit for the, for the album name. Um, he said, I, kinda, I was kind of fascinated with the idea of Brazil, and Rio, to me, was shorthand for the truly foreign, exotic cornucopia of earthly delights, basically a party that would never stop. So he said, I think we call it Rio. Now, if you watch some of the music videos that were released here, uh, three of the, the, the singles had very good tropical, uh, tropical ocean uh, island views. Those were actually filmed in Sri Lanka and Antigua. Not what I remember from the videos as a 13-year-old boy. No, you know, and I didn't know that until <clears throat> I researched this either. You know, they, you know that, that was filmed in Antigua and Sri Lanka. And um, very, very good uh, stuff there. Now, while filming one of the videos, guitarist Andy Taylor contracted a tropical virus and was hospitalized on his return to England. Now, that's uh, I thought maybe, Andy, we could use that as a some sort of trivia question, but uh, I don't think many would get that right. He came down with a tropical virus. Now, the next news here, when this album first came out, it initially got negative reviews from the critics. Now, I didn't know that either. It was mainly, it wasn't, it didn't have a lot of oomph. It didn't have a lot of pop. Uh, but then later, once it got the airplay and MTV with the music videos yep. and the radio play, the reviews changed and they became very positive. So, you know, what, you know, it's very interesting how society helps push this along. Uh, the critics yep. are the experts. They don't know that much. And now it really takes hold. And now uh, future critics say, you know what? This is a very good album. We like it. Here's the songs on the album. Title, title track, Rio is song one. Song two is My Own Way. Uh, that was released uh, as the initial single on the, on the album. Song three is Lonely in Your Nightmare. Song four is Hungry Like the Wolf. That's the, probably the most, uh, most common here among us uh, heavy metal rock, uh, rock yep. fans is the one we like. Song five is Hold Back the Rain. Uh, that's a four-minute song. I read in the notes, Andy, that was originally a 10-minute song. Wow. Hold back the rain. And I agree with, uh, with the producers here. They said, you know what? You better trim that back a little bit. We don't need a 10-minute song here on a 48-minute on a album, 42-minute album. Not on your second album either. It was like their fifth album. Yes. A little stroke to put that out there. Yes. Uh, song six is New Religion. Song seven. Last Chance on the Stairway. 
Song eight, Save a Prayer. That was also very, very pop, popular. It's a, good, it's a good one. Song And then song nine, The Chauffeur. Now. Save a Prayer is not a bad song either. Kind you know what? I didn't. Uh, originally, when I heard that, I wasn't sure that that was them that sang it. But in doing my review, you know, I, I, I hardly remember that. But <clears> my <throat> wife mentioned, she said, that's probably the, the, one of their better songs on the yeah, album. That, that's my favorite that, song on the album, yeah. That many don't, you know, don't, you think of Hungry Like the Wolf and Rio. You know, that's that's kind of me, I guess, in my own uh, opinion, to think of those hard, harder songs. But that's the one that really got her attention. Here's Hungry the, Like the Wolf is a good sing-along song in the car. Oh, yes. Good, uh. A lot of these songs are good to tap your feet to. Here's the personnel. Simon Laban, uh, lead vocals. Nick Rhodes, keyboards. And then we get John Taylor, the bassist. Andy Taylor, guitars. And Roger Taylor, drums. Now the, uh, the tenor saxophone uh, saxophone on the song Rio is done by Andy Hamilton. I'm not sure if that's relevant or not. Uh, what was that about the uh, relation? Uh, what was that about the... Uh, do you know which way the Taylors are related? No, I don't. I do not. None of them. None of them are, really? None of them are. Just happen to be three guys named Taylor. This is this is all breaking new ground for me. You know, I'm not a big Duran Duran fan. I obviously like some of their uh, more popular music. Uh, don't consider them uh, rock. But what they, the genre here is called new wave and pop rock. That's I fair think enough. A lot of those rock, rock fans, hairband fans, if you will, of the '80s, we didn't really turn off Duran Duran was on MTV. We just made sure no one else was in the room watching it when we were watching it. You know, we were all closet Duran Duran fans. Correct. <clears throat> um, before you send your hate mail in, I kind of compared Duran Duran to Night Ranger. Night Rangers got more respect in the rock industry. But when you look at the songs they released, they weren't considered rock. Yeah, they, they were also, that same uh, 12, 13, 14 year old girls were listening to them because it was released the ballads. So Duran Duran and Night Ranger were kind of in that same grouping. A lot of us liked them. We just didn't admit it in public. And they did, you know, for the youth, the junior high boys as well, love the music yep. videos. They had the, they always had the sexy women on there, the models, and uh, very, very, um, sexy slant, I guess you can have it on their songs, music, and mi- music videos, I guess, uh, for that age group. But uh, good stuff, good songs. This was their second second one. It went double, double platinum. I don't Do think you I mentioned how they came up with the name Duran Duran. Did you see that in your research? No, it's a character name from a, um, a movie, uh, an adult movie they were watching one time. The what? Yes. Is that for real? If I ever lied. I'm not surprised either. So when you look at the videos, it kind of makes sense now. They were uh, the Australian band, or English English band. But anyway, very good stuff. Uh, I do recommend it. I do congratulate them on getting the uh, Hall of Fame honor. And the others that you mentioned, Pat Benatar was another one that most people assumed was already in. Yeah, in some fashion. Um, going back to our um, in other bands categories, talking with Duran Duran, Andy Taylor and John Taylor were both in the Power Station. They were. Robert Palmer is a lead singer, so uh, they Power Station redid the song "Bang a Gong." Yep. So th- there's two guys from 
Uh, Duran Duran, that Andy Taylor had some good solo stuff. Uh, his Thunder album is a very good album. Uh, Simon LeBond did some so- solo work. But uh, so there's some other ones to check out too. Power Station, Andy Taylor solo stuff. Interesting. Some good things. Very interesting stuff, yes. Now, I've never done an album review of the Arrhythmics either. You mentioned that. I'm going to add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox of the Arrhythmics. I thought I was just an awesome voice. Dave Stewart on guitar. Very underrated, I thought, at the time. They were, I loved them. I had no problem admitting I liked them back in the day. Big Arrhythmics fan. Really enjoyed their work. Annie Lennox, remember her? She always had the crew cut hair. Yes. So that was a little out there at the time. So she kind of had sideways looks for that. If you get past that, if that bothers you, then music's not your thing if you're looking at what people look like. But so listen I'll, to me. I'll listen to add to that to the queue. You know, I've, I, I never thought of doing a music review on the Arrhythmics. Uh, and now that you bring it up, I'll go deep into the archives. Yes. Yes. Um, speaking of music, if you catch us before Saturday, Trib Fest, Music Cafe down in St. Paul, and some Music Cafe, we will be there. Um, this is not a public appearance for sports and songs. Yes, we'll autograph and take pictures with you, but this is not a a perform. Uh, you're not paying to see us. You just happen to see us there. Yeah, there are five bands there that play only tribute music. Uh, they'll all take the stage and focus on their uh, their genre and their music. And I'm looking forward to it. It's the second annual. Um, I think this is something that could take off. People like tribute bands. Right, right. A lot of the guys will play in more than one band, not per se this night, but you'll see a bass player, uh, Greg, bass player from Heartless. He's also in Jump, a Van Halen tribute band. So a lot there's of overlap. Too, so yep. Yeah, there's some overlap in that whole community, but uh, this will be fun. Uh, once again, Minnesota Music Cafe off Payne Avenue, St. Paul. That's this Saturday, 6 p.m. It starts and it goes till midnight. Five live bands. And uh, I think it's a $20 uh, ticket to get in to see everything. Yep, yep. We're going to do a review. Next week's music show will be a review of that show. Yes. So, so Andy and I will be there. Review, just uh, recapping the pictures from that, yeah. Andy and I will be taking uh, good notes there uh, on Saturday, and we'll come with a full, a full review for next Thursday's show. Yes. Any other comments, Andy? Uh, no, no. None here for myself. Uh, please remember to leave your comments below. Uh, ask questions. Um, some of these. Album uh, suggestions. Help. Yeah. Yes, uh, and recommendations and things like that as as well. But um, share this among your friends. Uh, share, click, share, and subscribe. We'll look forward to our next Thursday show. See you. All right. See you guys.